Hey, let's talk a little bit about what to do during blackout. I'm Todd with Ready Your Future, and this is another prepper tip episode. Um, the reason I'm bringing this up is a couple of weeks ago, we we lost power in the Houston area. We had this freak windstorm. I talked about it a little bit on the podcast. This freak, uh, it wasn't just a windstorm, it was a thunderstorm, but it was almost like low-end hurricane winds. And it was crazy. I mean, I was home and uh, we saw the wind pick up and we were looking outside and all of a sudden, and we knew, we knew this was coming. We were watching the weather. And, um, but anyway, we, we kind of saw it roll in. The wind picked up really, really hard. And then it started raining and the rain was like sideways and craziness. Um, and it knocked down a lot of fences in, uh, in the neighborhood. It knocked down trees and all different kinds of things. Luckily, we, we didn't have any issues other than just, you know, little limbs and things like that falling. But we lost, our, we lost power for a lot longer than we have in, in, in a while. And so, you know, it's one of those things. Luckily, it wasn't really hot. Um, our house probably, and we lost power, I think it was about 16 hours, maybe 18, uh, probably 18. And we didn't get, uh, the, the house kind of kept cool probably about m- till midday the next day. And so it wasn't terribly uncomfortable. However, if it was happening today, which uh, we're in some crazy temperatures right now, um, it's hitting, you know, triple digits, uh, 114, the feel like temperature and all that kind of stuff. Um, This morning I I went to the grocery store and I go early in the morning, six o'clock in the morning and my, the temperature gauge on my truck was reading 85 degrees at six o'clock in the morning. So that's pretty crazy. So, you know, it's just going up from there. So another reason that this is coming up is I was reading an article about how um, the grid was failing in, in, in Austin. And it wasn't, it wasn't really the grid, but it was more like uh, uh, equipment was failing. And so because of that, people were without power. And you know we've talked a lot about that in the preparedness community about how our infrastructure is just so fragile. There really hasn't been a lot of you know, money put into that uh, new equipment. It's it's like let's keep it going. You know what do we need to do to keep putting band aids over things to to keep it going? So they're they are the experts, the quote unquote experts, are saying that we're going to have a pretty uh, hot summer at least here. You know, and I know that they're saying that for Texas, and so I don't know what the rest of the the country is like. But we can, you, no matter where you are, you can experience blackouts for any amount of time. So I just wanted to give you a couple of tips, things that we've done in the past and things that that you can do as well. And the first thing is this, um, emergencies don't always happen during the day when it's convenient. So let's say you have a blackout in the middle of the night and your kids are crying for you or you you need to get up and you need to check things. It's very convenient to have a flashlight by your bedside and one where you just know where it's at, where you can grab it. I know a lot of people have their cell phones and things like that, but it, it would, it's really nice to have a really convenient flashlight, one of those high powered ones that you can turn on and it lights up the whole room, right? So um, that's, that's first of all. Now, if it happens during the day and you don't need your flashlights, that's fine. I have mine strategically. Uh, I have a lot of, if you came over to my house and you looked at my mantle, I mean, they're behind things, so you really, you wouldn't see it unless you were noticing it. 
but I have flashlights up on the top. I have little lanterns that you kind of pull up on the bottom. And so uh, everybody knows where they're at. So if they're having to feel around or they're using their, their phones to get to it, all the kids or whatever, they know where everything is at. So that, that's the first thing is have lights available to you really close by so that you can get to it. And then you want to get to your blackout kit. And that's, that's the thing. You want to get to your blackout kit where you have all your other lights and you have your backups and you have all that kind of stuff that you need. The other thing is you want to have alerts set on your phone. And so, for instance, we, you know, we can get Centerpoint Energy is what manages the power down here in, uh, in Texas, or at least where, where I live. And so you can sign up for alerts where they send you a text message. Now, I'll tell you this last or a text message or a phone call uh, with a, you know, an automated voicemail. Well, this last time that kind of failed. And so I was uh, a little like, Hey, what's going on? You know, why aren't they, why aren't they uh, updating us on, on what's going on? One of the things that uh, I heard that was a little concerning was somebody in the neighborhood. Cause I was checking the, the, the Facebook neighborhood group page. Someone said that a power line was down behind their, their fence. And they had said that someone came out to look at it and they said, oh yeah, this probably will be a couple of days before this gets repaired. And so we're like, man, we don't want to be without power for a couple of days, but okay, whatever, whatever happens, we're prepared for it no matter what. Um, it didn't take a couple of days, but I thought maybe that and also not getting the alerts were probably part of the, the, the deal why we weren't getting it. They weren't, they didn't know what was going on. And that might've been true to a point. Uh, another thing that at least Centerpoint has down here is an outage tracker. And so if you Google like Centerpoint outage tracker, you will, they will tell you where you're at and you can even put your address in there and you can dial down to your address. When this was going down, um, there was over 200,000 people, people in Houston because, you know, it gives you the big map of Houston and then you can dial down from there uh, that we're out like 202,000 people were out of uh, of power and then of course it quickly started coming on and then our area because i think our area was hit the hardest um, it took a lot longer for that to come on so you want to get alerts you want to know where to go on your phone maybe bookmark it on your phone know where to go so you can get uh quick uh you know quick alerts of what's going on and when the power is going to come on because if the power is going to come on in two hours and a lot of the times what i have found is they give you a time and then it comes on before that uh, if they, uh, you know, if the power is going to come on in two hours, you, you really don't want to get out everything, you know, two or three, four hours. You really don't want to get out everything. You don't want to get the generator out. You don't want to do all that kind of stuff um, because, you know, it's just, it's not going to be worth it. But if uh, it's going to be a lot longer, well, then you want to be able to get to everything, especially if it's starting to get dark and you want to be able to see in the light and all that kind of junk. So get alerts. That's, that's the thing. Another thing is you want to unplug sensitive equipment, uh, electronic equipment, because sometimes, and we've had this happen to us, the power will surge when it's coming on. It'll pop on, pop off, pop on, pop off. And with that, sensitive uh, electronic equipment can, can get fried. Um, your air conditioning can get fried. And so one of the things I have trained my kids on, and they don't want to be hot either, is if the power goes out, they go turn off the AC right away. And the reason being is we've lost capacitors because of the surges, right? And then if it was a weekend, uh, luckily my son knows how to work on ACs now. And so um, he had a friend, we, we lost a capacitor uh, over the weekend, uh, a couple of weeks back. 
and he had a friend who had a spare one and he was able to pop that one in and it was like we were we were going in no time so that's always a blessing to have to know somebody who works on acs but you don't want to have to deal with that if you if you don't have to and so just turn off the ac make sure the power is on and it's not going to be popping on and off because that can be um you know th- th- it, it's, it's not as costly to to lose a capacitor for your ac but it's just you might not be able to get somebody to come out and you don't want to lose a laptop or a computer or something along those lines that's you know sensitive equipment um the other thing is that you want to do is you want to keep your doors and windows closed um, to keep the, the the house cool as long as you can if you you know if you're opening the door you're going outside you know make sure it's like okay you're going to go outside you're going to stay outside maybe you're going out to the shade um, at some point your house will get hot and so at that point you're going you're going in and out but you know you want to you want to do that you also want to um, you know so anyway look at the temperature um, you also want to look um, at closing your shades especially if the sun comes in especially if you have single paned windows now so you know a lot of the newer homes have double paned windows and they will keep the the cool air in and the heat in during the winter time um, and but if you have the single pane single pane window it it can be really really bad you can lose a lot of uh, you know air or the heat can come in uh, through those windows so if you can close the shades close the blinds and try to minimize that as much as possible. Um, the other thing is you got to watch your your refrigerator. Now, with right now with the price of food and everything that that's going up, uh, you want to really maintain that as much as possible. So a freezer, a freezer, if you're not opening it opening it up, you can keep that. I mean, that can stay cold for 48 hours without without electricity. Your your freeze your refrigerator is a different story though so i've heard things anywhere from four hours to two hours uh and you don't want to well the two hour mark is this you don't want your food to be above 40 degrees for more than two hours in your refrigerator so part of that is having you know a thermometer on the inside but if you have that thermometer, it's you know you opening and closing the doors. That, that kind of defeats the purpose. They do make thermometers that you can read on your phone, um, and I don't know exactly how those work. Uh, I don't have one myself, but I've can kind of considered that one. Um, this time around, I was I didn't get the generator out. I used the Jackery for my uh, refrigerator, and uh, that seemed to work fine. Um, it did, you know, it didn't last as long as I wanted to because my refrigerator is an older refrigerator. It's not energy efficient. Uh, and so if it was energy efficient, it would have powered, the Jackery would have powered it for a lot longer. And so, you know, we're, we're getting close to needing another refrigerator pretty soon. So um, that will happen there. But you want to make sure you have something in case the... Uh, you know the the blackout goes a little longer the power stays out a little longer than than what you're willing to you know have having your refrigerator and things are so expensive you don't want to just lose that so i would definitely have and i've talked about this before you need to have an inverter um that you know at a minimum an inverter that you can connect to your your vehicle and your vehicle can run and you can run your your, your refrigerator for a while um, you can leave it on for you know two three hours four hours turn it off and at the same time you could be you know topping off your uh, topping off your your phones and all those different kinds of things your batteries your rechargeable batteries all those things while you're doing that 
but at least you can save that money in your uh, you know in the refrigerator all the condiments all the things that you have in there um, then if not I mean a jackery I like Jackery or I have an EcoFlow as well. And so I can throw those on. Um, you just got to make sure that the system that you buy is big enough to power what you need. So you really need to know what your refrigerator, um, the wattage that it needs to be able to turn on because of the compressor. And that's the, that's the big deal there. Um, again, my freezer, uh, I did a test on the small Jackery that I have and it, the, the freezer ran and it, because it, it's energy efficient, it, it was great. So I can keep that sucker going for a long time if I needed to, just on that small jackery. But then you can also get the generator if you need to. So, uh, and, and, and bring that out if, if you have that and you know run it and, and do all that. Well guys, that's it for this episode. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope it's a blessing. Hey, if you are looking for more blackout information, I do have uh, a, a PDF that I can send you what to do before during and after a blackout and it'll be in the description below and you can sign up for that and uh, you can get it and you can also there's a video that you can go to that i've created that uh with you know a lot of other helpful resources as well all right uh so much for that i hope you stay cool in this crazy summer and the crazy world that we're living in uh, we will catch you on the next one god bless peace <music>